Welcome to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Stay tuned for this week's message. Come on, let's give him some praise this morning. Put your hands together. This is our voice. All you people shout for God with a voice of triumph. Can we do that this morning? Can we shout with a voice of triumph? Come on, he's worthy to be praised. Welcome to church, everybody. But this morning, I'm preaching about plus one. Amen. Amen. Have you ever been to a, a party, a formal, a wedding, an engagement, and you got an invitation, and then it said plus one? So the, the person inviting probably knew you, uh, and they thought, well, if you've got a significant other, if you've got somebody else in your world, why don't you bring plus one as well? There's there's an invitation for more than one. And I want to encourage us this, this morning that I was thinking this week that if there's a culture that I want, a culture beyond faith at the heart of C3 Noosa, I want it to be a culture of plus one. Yeah. Where in anything we're doing, we're thinking of who can I invite and to be a part of what I'm doing. Because yeah. we've got the good news, right? We've, we've received Jesus. We've received salvation. God's in our world. and But it, again, it's not for me. The abundance of joy that I have, the abundance of peace that I have, the abundance of the presence of God in my life isn't just, it's for somebody else. And, and I want to encourage us to create and develop a culture in our lives of plus one. I'm going to church. Who's my plus one? I'm having a connect group. Who's my plus one? I'm, I, I want to have a nice dinner. Who could I invite to that? Who could I engage with and invite into my world? And if anything, the last few years have done, it's kind of, I want to go minus one. I don't want to, not only do I not want to invite somebody into my world, I want to just have my world to myself. I want to protect myself. I'm, I'm insulating and inoculating and isolating myself. I don't need anybody else. Can I tell you, your future looks like other people in your world. Other people's futures look like you. They need you. God is going to divinely place and situate you for somebody else to meet with him. Plus one. Amen? Amen. And the only thing that we will ever do of eternal significance is put somebody else's hand in the hand of Jesus. It's it's not the houses that I have. It's not the cars that I drive. It's not the collection of stuff that I've accumulated or the things that I've built. The only thing of eternal significance will be whether or not I let that abundance of God's goodness in my life land on me and flow through me to somebody else. That's the only thing. I can't take anything with me. The awesome thing is, and this is what I was talking about before, that the enemy comes to distort our perspective. Whether we live or die, whether we're in victory or a valley, we win. And that's what Corinthians, it says, thanks be to God that gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. If you're in Christ, you're in victory. Right now, you can live in victory. You can live beyond. You can get above Whatever you're facing, whatever situation or circumstance is in your life because of God, because of his fairness, because of his faithfulness, because of his promises, that's good news. That helps me. I need that. You know, as Jesus, I need you. Every moment I need you. When that becomes a reality, that's not a bad thing. That's a, that's a good place to be at. With Jesus, I need you. That's the point where we realize I don't have what I need to get through what I'm facing. I'm not big enough. I'm not strong enough. I'm not smart enough. I don't have enough but God. Yeah. 
And so I want to encourage us here this morning. Every single one, you're a victor, not a victim. You're filled with the Spirit of God. You're called to the purposes of God. Life is good. Life should be celebrated. You should be dreaming towards the future. And I want to encourage you to be dreaming towards a glorious day. Because at the end of it all, we're going to be celebrating with our Father in heaven. Amen. Amen. I want to ask you the question this morning, who's your plus one? Do you see them? Because I, I know who my plus ones are. The people that God brings across my path, and, and I see them. But I'll see different people than you see. I hear them. I hear them as they talk. And we can be in a group setting, and they're talking, and something is tweaked in my spirit, and I hear them. And I'm like, I need to get in that person's world. I need to bless that person. I need to do something for them because I'm hearing what they're saying where others are. But the amazing thing is, I don't hear what you hear. And I don't see all that you see, but collectively and collaboratively, we can change the world. You've been put on this planet to change it. Not just to exist, not just to take up space or breathe in. You are a world changer. Together, we're history makers. We can change the course of history one life at a time. Amen? And eternity's real. So doing what Jesus said is probably pretty important. And Jesus said, Go and build houses. Get lots of them. Go and collect a lot of money. Go and get a big <laughs> Go and... No, he didn't say that. He said, I've come and I'm enough and I'm with you and I'm for you. Go and make disciples. Yeah. And, and disciples are made. They're not born. Yeah. Yeah. I, we, we weren't born this way. We, we were made. And we were made by discipline and we were made by consistency and we were made by decision and we were made because we just kept turning up week after week and day after day. And I'm telling you, walking with Christ is awesome. Frustrating at times, hard at times, but awesome. Walking through a GFC, having to let go of staff, selling offices, moving back to a house, not that much fun. But... All things are working together for your good. And so we walk through a season and we go on a journey and we come out the other side and it looks a lot better than probably you could have ever dreamt of. And and you have a freedom in yourself that I'm now not tied to how everybody else does life and business. I'm free to do it God's way. Yeah. Amen. I was thinking this this morning that believing Jesus is one thing and, and loving Jesus is another, but obeying Jesus is the most important thing. To, to obey what he says and, and, and do what he asks of us in life. Yeah. And the scripture I've got for you this morning is Luke 15, starting in verse 1. It says this, it says, Then all the tax collectors and the sinners drew near to him to hear him. I love that. And all the sinners and the tax collectors drew near to hear him. And the Pharisees and scribes complained, saying, This man receives sinners and eats with them. Okay. So the tax collectors and the sinners drew near, but the religious complained. Sound familiar? <laughs> so, so sinners like Jesus, tax collectors like Jesus, they wanted to be in the presence of Jesus, hearing what Jesus had to say, and the religious hated it. This man gathers with sinners and tax collectors. Newsflash. We're all sinners and tax collectors. We all do things wrong. The Bible says there's none that are perfect, no, not one. So, so this is just a religious mindset that is trying to ostracize and push away, and Jesus is happily sitting there going, I like this. I like their company. 
I like who they are. I'm with them and I want to bring change to their life. I want to do something in their world that changes their way. Can I encourage us? God wants to use us to be in with sinners and tax collectors so we can change their world. Not not to judge, not to criticize, not to condemn, because I can be condemned myself. I should be judged myself. I should be criticized myself. He he wants us to reflect his nature, his goodness and his glory in the earth so that they can put their hand in his. Amen? So so he spoke this parable to them, saying, What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he loses one of them, does not leave the 99 in the wilderness and go after the one? If you hear nothing else today, go after the one. Go after the one. Go after the one. I feel like God is going to lay one on your heart today. One person, one individual, one life, one song. That God, go after the one which is lost until he finds it. Do you know what that sounds like to me? That sounds like commitment. That sounds like concern. It sounds like I want to be connected to you. It sounds like character. It sounds like the character of that person is I won't let one go. I won't lose the one, that one that God gives me, the one that God lays upon, I'm not going to lose it. I'm going to do what I have to do. I'm going to sacrifice. I'm going to to put myself out for the betterment of somebody else. Can I encourage us, church, we're not here to get. This isn't a bless me club, a happy, clappy bless me club, where we get get Jesus and don't tell anybody else about it. (laughs) Shut the door quickly. Shut the door. It's terrible. Nobody else is allowed in. God wants to fill you to overflowing. He wants you to live in abundance because he wants his goodness to pour out of your life. He wants to be seen in the community through you. He wants you to be salt and light that shines and flavors and seasons and enhances. Amen. And when he is found, he lays it on his shoulders rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbors saying to them, rejoice with me. For I found my sheep which was lost. I say to you that likewise there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 just persons who needs no repentance. I love this. This, this blows me away because it says I'm going to leave the 99 to go after the one and then I'm going to rejoice when I found the one. Why? You've got 99. It's only one. Don't worry. It's only one. God's heart is that none should perish, but all should come to eternal life. God doesn't want to lose one, not one soul, not one life, not one, and we can be part of the solution. Jesus is the Savior, but you're the invitation. It says, I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Melissa preached a phenomenal message, why church? And, And honestly, it was, she asked a whole lot of people anonymously to tell her, what do you love about church? And it was like, community and fellowship, and support, and accountability, and a, and a community that I can be a part of, that, that where there's commonality, and we can do life there. Why church? Why one? Because people need to be brought out of their broken, hurt state, and they need to be brought into a place where they can be loved on, and accepted, and healed up, touched by God, receive vision, and hope, and faith for the future again to keep on the journey that they're called to. Amen? Church should be a hospital for sinners, not a hotel for saints. Jesus is not interested in religion. He's interested in people. Every single person. Those that you like and those that you don't like. Those that you like hanging with and those that you despise. 
those that bless you and those that hurt you. God is interested in everyone. And the fact of the matter is, you were that sinner, and you were that, that tax collector, and you were that one. You were the one that others didn't want to be around, that didn't like, that didn't want to do life with, but God. And, and, and I want to encourage you, he's, he's interested in you and he's interested in partnering with you to see others' lives transformed. And I want to suggest this morning that the primary call upon each of our lives is not to sit in a church service. It's to come to church, to do community, to be filled afresh, and then to go from church and do what God has called you to do. This should be a place of empowerment, inspiration, joy, in filling that we then, we're so full that we then go and yeah. give and spend ourselves for the rest of the week blessing others. Yeah. And, and this is a church that blesses others. I know you, I know your stories, I know what you do, and it is amazing. And we are making a real difference in the community, but we can always do more. Yeah. We can always let God fill us more. It says, if you're hunger and thirst for righteousness, you'll be filled. Mm-hmm. So if you ever feel like you're running on fumes or you're running on it or you don't have what you, you need to get through, what God's just, just wait on him and call on him and ask him. And the Bible says that he will give liberally and without reproach to the, every person that asks in faith. Yeah. That God wants to fill us and fill us and fill us. But what I find amazing in this scripture is that the religious came to observe, critique, and form opinions. And I don't know about you, but there may be many times in my life where I've come to observe, and I could have done that better, or I could have said that better, or, or you know what I mean, I, I live better than that. or I'm a, But what happened here was sinners came close to listen and learn. They, they realized there was a deficit in their life that could only be filled by the one that was speaking. And I want to encourage us to be those people that bring others into the presence of God. And the cool thing is that you don't have to say too much, and you don't have to do too much. But you will, if you get people into the, into the presence of God, God will do what He needs to do, and He will do what you and I can't. Yeah. That that we are not the Savior. None of us is the Savior. Maybe the signpost, maybe the invitation, but Jesus is the Savior. Yeah. So it's not on you. The Bible says one water, one waters another. Um, plants, one sows, one waters, and another reaps the increase. That we can play our part. We can be a part of the process. And and I want to encourage you, church, this is the most noble cause on the planet. And God will build your life. It says, don't worry about what you'll eat, what you'll drink, what you'll wear. Seek first the kingdom of God and its righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. God has no problem adding unto you, adding unto your world, enlarging your life. But he says, don't seek it first, seek me. Let your priority, let your focus be on me. And when your focus is on me, I will provide such abundance in your life that others will be blessed through you. Amen. We're not here to call out what's wrong in other people's lives. We're here to help others. We're here to build others, to lift others up, to carry their burdens, to show them how they can do life well. And 2 Timothy 1 says this, he has saved us and called us with a holy calling. You've been saved and called, not just saved. Jesus doesn't just want to be your saviour. He wants to be your saviour and Lord. He he saved you and now he wants to lead you. And he wants to lead us into a holy calling. Salvation was Jesus doing something for us and following the call is us doing something for him. When I I spend my life for the cause of Christ, living in obedience what he calls me to do, that's me doing something for him. 
I can't earn grace. I can't earn salvation. It's a free gift bestowed on every man, woman, and child. But I, I can only receive it. But then I can do something with this saved life, this, this new creation life. And you aren't what you used to be. You aren't who you used to be. The Bible says if you're in Christ, you're a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. You don't have to be hamstrung to your past. What you've done or what's been done to you or any other thing, you can live free today. And as we're sitting there worshiping, I felt like freedom is in this house. Freedom is here for each and every one of you. Don't, it's the enemy's lie to hold you back and hold you bound to your past. You are free. There was a line drawn in the sand when you said, Jesus Christ, I give you my life. I make you my Lord and Savior. The old disappeared. It, it was cut off. That the, the enemy has no control, no hold over your life. You're a brand new creation in him. You exist to change lives. Every single one of you. Mark, while you're playing there, I saw fire on your hands, and I feel like it signifies uh, God about to move through his spirit in your life supernaturally, that you're going to put hands on it. People are going to be free. People are going to be set free. That they're going to enter into breakthrough, and you've been seeking God and searching for God. Well, God is going to use you and just get ready for what he's going to do in you and through you. Amen? Amen. So let me ask you this morning, who are your ones? Who are your ones? Who's that mother that you know, that family friend that you know, that that niece, that nephew, that cousin? Who is the one that God, that you think about and God lays upon your heart? Because I want to encourage you, start doing something with that one. Pray for that person. Bless that person. Send them messages. Do something. Let's not just take and take and take and become fat Christians. (laughs) Honestly, let's give. Yeah. Let's pour out. Let's expel energy. Let's do something so that somebody else's life is better. I want to encourage each of us this week, go and give Jesus to someone. Go and give Jesus to someone. Don't preach. Don't shove the gospel down somebody's throat. Give Jesus to somebody. Because Jesus did something in your life. And I don't know about you, but I'm not who I was 30 years ago. Yeah. I've been changed. Yeah. Hopefully my life looks better than it did back then. Hopefully there's more goodness and more of Jesus in my life now that can be. Go and give Jesus to somebody because you're a transformed life. You're a changed person. And in Matthew 28, I spoke about it before. It says, Jesus came and spoke to them saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I've commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Go and make disciples. Go and teach people how to live. Go and show people. Set an example for others to follow. Your life is worth following. Your your, your life is worth following. Show others how to live. Show others how to be a person of faith. Show others how to be generous. Show others how to bless. Because the world is showing the exact opposite. How to protect. How to close off. How to get introspective and introverted and, and get for me and mine. Well, the, the, the kingdom of God is countercultural. It, it's upside down. And he says, just, just forgive your enemies. Love those that hurt you. Do good to those that hate you. Give, bless, pour out. And as you do, watch what I do in your life. And that's what I've seen with a, with a, a Nick and a Matt and a Justin and an Angie and, and so many other people that, that continue to spend their lives for the cause of Christ and then find themselves blessed. Amen? Amen. Like I said, we've we've got the tools to help make disciples. We've been given salvation. We've been given the good news of the gospel. We've been filled with faith, hope, and love. We we know the victory that Jesus has given to us so we can freely give it 
to somebody else. And I love this because the Bible calls us a voice declaring the future. That you can actually be a voice declaring the future. And I know a lot of people walking through dark times, heavy times, depressed times, solemn times. But God says it's going to get better. And you're going to get through. And you are going to make it. And in Jeremiah 1, it says, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. And alas, sovereign Lord, I said, I do not know how to speak. I'm too young. But the Lord said to me, do not say I am too young. You must go to everyone I send you and say what I command you. God's saying, before you were born, I knew you. I knew who you are. I knew the significance that your life would hold. I know the authority that you walk in. I've created you. I've called you. I've knit you together. Go and say what I could. And I don't know about you, but it's so easy to make excuses. I'm too young. I'm too old. I'm too mortgaged. I'm too this. I'm too that. I'm too... It's time to stop making excuses and go, you know what? Life is short. The Bible says that our time on this planet is like a vapor. Here today and gone tomorrow. Like like the grass of the field of withers and faith. That, That... We're here planning towards the next 30 odd years, but we don't even know if we have it tomorrow. Why why put off today what I can do, you know, put off till tomorrow what I could do today? Let's go out and be who we profess to be. I don't want to say I'm a Christian. I want to live like one. I want somebody's life to be changed and better today because I live like I believe. Amen? Amen. That's when the church will become the chief among the mountains. That's when the house of God will rise, when the world will start looking towards us and they say, you're meeting our needs even though we hate you. You're helping us in our hurts even though we despise you. We talk badly about you. We criticize you. You turn the other cheek and you love on us anyway. We need what you have. We want what you have. And I'm telling you, it's not going to be just in the, the multitudes coming into a stadium. It's going to be the ones. The ones that we invest in. The ones that we love on. The ones that we choose to see even when it's inconvenient to see them. Amen? Heaven's priority is the salvation of the lost. And verse 7, what are you ready for? As I say to you likewise, there's more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than 99 persons who needs no repentance. We've got to leave the 99 to see the one, to go after the one. And I'm telling you, there will be joy in your heart when you see that one come back to the fold or come into the fold. And you've got to be intentional with this, because 99 looks like 100. If there was 99 people in this room or 100 people, could you tell the difference? But God will give you eyes to see and ears to hear. You'll see that one. Who's that person that hasn't been here for a little while? Who's that person that I've had on my heart for so long I should invite them? I should. Can I tell you? I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. People will be glad. People will be relieved. They'll be like, I've been waiting for the invitation. I've been waiting for the opportunity. Thank you. Thank you. And, And I've had the opportunity over the years of leading people to Christ in a church service and one-on-one. And I'm telling you, the satisfaction of sitting with a person and leading to the Lord one-on-one is unbelievable. The joy that you feel. I don't, I don't need recompense, compensation. I don't need any. I just, the joy that you feel in that moment of somebody has met with Jesus. I want to encourage you. Let's do it. Let's be what we're called to be. And, and the amazing thing is that uh, not every one of us is called to be an evangelist. Yeah. But we are called to be disciple makers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that, that we, we, most of us won't stand in a stadium and won't speak to multitudes of people and won't declare the gospel, but, but each of us can impact one on one. Who's your plus one?
We're not the saviour, but we're part of the search party. We're here. We're his hands and feet. We're the ones walking the earth today. You see what others don't see. Let your eyes be open to those people. And it's really simple. Ask someone to church. Invite somebody to a connect group. Invite somebody over to your house and let them see that Christians aren't weird. Some are, but not all. <laughs> not all Christians are weird. Not all Christians are you know, Be normal. And invite people to church. There's a saying that we impress people with our strengths, but we connect with them through our vulnerabilities. Let people see you, the real you, the warts and all, the, the hurts and all, the brokenness and all, and this, yet I believe. Yet I'm moving forward. Yet I choose joy. Yet I, I will continue putting one foot in the front of the other. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil, for you're with me. Keep walking through. Keep pressing forward. Let God do in your life what he wants to do. People will be glad. They'll come when they get the invitation. You know, Billy Graham once said that the average person that gets saved has met 11 Christians and had 14 spiritual conversations before they make a decision for Christ. You can be a part of that. You can be one of those 11. You can be part of those conversations. You can just say, God is so good. What do you mean? I don't even believe in God. Well, I do. He came into my life and he changed my life. And things have turned around. So, okay, that could be the whole conversation. But that's, you know, the person with with an experience isn't subject to the person with a theory. You can't tell me God's not real because I've experienced it. You can't tell me God's not good because I've experienced his goodness. You can't tell me God doesn't provide because I've been provided for supernaturally, through God, by His Spirit. You can just have those conversations. You can be bold. You can be confident. You can just say it like it is, and it will impact others. Be a part of that 11 people that somebody meets or a part of those 14 conversations that chips away and chips away and softens a person so that they can receive Christ. Matthew 5, you are the salt of the earth. If the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out, trampled underfoot by men. You're the light of the world, a city set on a hill that cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all those who are in the house. Let your light so shine for men, before men, that they see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Let your light so shine. Let your life so shine. Let your example so shine that they see your life and glorify God. Yeah. You do you. You be you. Unashamedly. Just just you. Filled with the Spirit of God and let God get the glory. Enjoy your life. Live your life. Don't contract. Don't don't get introverted. Shine. Be who you are. Bold and confident. Created in the image of God and let Him get the glory. We don't have to be supernatural church. We can just be natural. God will be the super. Okay, we don't, we don't have to go. God doesn't need us to convince others about Him. Yeah, He just wants to meet with them. Yeah, He wants to encounter them, and we don't have to be incredible. We just have to be credible yeah. and consistent, yeah. Yeah. and who we we say we are. Yeah. Yeah. I want to be a part of Team God. So, how do you sow seeds? Five quick ways, and then the team can come. But how do you sow seeds into somebody's life? Just be a positive, encouraging person. Be positive. Don't be down. Don't be negative. Don't be, woe is me. You are a victor in life, no matter the circumstance you're facing. You can rise above. Be Smile and laugh. Genuinely love life. 
I've seen some Christians that look like they've been sucking on lemons for years. And Jesus is good. But I'm like, it doesn't look good. It doesn't look like it. It looks like you're about to throw up. Smile. Be happy. Be joyful. Be full of the script. The joy of the Lord is your strength. And I want to encourage, if that's not you, let's shift something. Let's flip a switch of, I'm going to be full of joy. I'm going to be, I'm going to smile. I'm going to be up. I'm going to be happy. And I'm telling you, something happens when you make that decision. And you start to get filled with joy. And it starts to bubble up on the inside. People want to see a smile, not a frown. People, people, I, I don't know about you, but walking on the street, just seeing somebody smile, it, ch it changes yeah. you. Yeah. And it's like somebody can be down. You know how a person's feeling by the way they look. And I want to encourage you, your message will be received better when you're up and positive. Be agreeable. Can I encourage you, find points of agreement in life. Some of my best friends are polar opposite to me. We are so different, but I choose to find the points of agreement, not disagreement. There's a thousand things we could disagree upon, but if there's five that we can agree upon, they're the five things that I'm going to focus on. It's that people want, don't, don't want life to be made harder. Don't make life or conversation or encounter harder. Make it easier. And, and just say, I love that shirt. That's fantastic. I love, find points of, that, that you can compliment people on. That's how we're going to win people. Make people feel important and special. Make somebody feel important and special today. You'll win them. We're called to win people into relationship with Christ. Be a second thing is it be a question asker. Don't talk about yourself. I know it's your favourite topic. Don't talk about this. It's all about favourite topics. It really is. Let me now that you've told me about you, let me tell you about me. And then when we finish, I'll, I'll tell you a little bit more about me. Melissa says it all the time. Christian, just listen. Ask questions. Ask people about their life. Ask them about their journey. Ask them about their likes, their dislikes. Ask them. Get to know a person because you ask questions. This is difficult for most people. Because they like talking about themselves and their circumstance and what they're going through. But the thing is, I can shut somebody else off by talking about what I'm going through. By talking about my challenges, by talking about my my issues. They go, well, Shivers, you've got enough of your own. I'm not going to any of I'm not going to open up, but I can't help anybody when I don't ask questions, when I don't open them up and say, how are you? Do you need anything? Can I help you? It's, it's really not hard. Yeah. Talk boldly and enthusiastically about your church life. Most of us will never tell any other person about our church life, about church or about the community. It's just something we do. And, and just the fact that you turn up is magnificent. But if somebody ever asks you, just talk boldly. And honestly, my life, I, in, in the house of God, I found salvation. In the house of God, I found my wife. In the house of God, I found calling and purpose. In the house of God, I've been healed. I've been redeemed. I've been set free. I've been filled with the Spirit of God. I, I've, I've walked out this event, and it was all through the house of God. And it was all through consistency. And it was all through the, my greatest friends in life I found in the house of God. And it has propelled me and projected me forward into all these different adventures. But just talk boldly. This, this is who you are. Yeah. You don't have to hide off who you are. Yeah. And, and I've loved it. I've been at surf comps with, with Maddie, dance one. And he says, oh, yeah, we're going to church after this. Or, oh, yeah, we're doing this. Or we're, we've got a barbecue at home for somebody at church that's having a party. And just it's just bold. And it's, and it's not put on. It's just life. That's what we do. I love going. I turn up at Noosa Boardwriters some Sunday mornings before I get to church. Because I'm dropping the boys off, and, and Paul 
the, the president suck over the loudspeaker so everyone can hear. It's all right, Christian's here. He's going to pray for waves today. I was like, yep, no worries. Come on, God, give us some good waves. And he's just like, what are you going to do? You're going to hide away. It's like, man, that's what I do. I believe God is good. I believe that he's for us and he's with us. And, and I want to set the example of, I love life. I love Jesus. I love all of you. I'm happy. I love the beach. I love the surf. It's like, it doesn't have to be either or. It can be all. Amen? Understand where somebody is at on their spiritual journey and don't be a super spiritual cleaner. <laughs> I'm just trying to help us sow seeds this morning. I'm just trying to help us get the plus ones into the house, into the relationship with Jesus. Understand where people are at. And the reality is some people are antagonistic. They don't like God, they don't like the church. And there's probably a scale. And then there's some that are neutral. Kind of neither there, neither not. You know, for church, apart from church, I don't care. Or they were for God. They're in, yeah, I believe in Jesus. I believe in God. I believe. But but find out where somebody is at. There's, there's a saying that you can be so heavenly minded, you know, earthly good. Yeah. Read the room. Learn where people are at, and and walk at the pace that they're comfortable with. Do the journey at the pace that works for them. If if it's just have a coffee, we'll just have that coffee. Don't tell them right now you're a dirty sinner and it's Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> that can be. Conversation five or something like that. <laughs> read the room. Read where people are at and, and help them walk the journey. I believe we're called to be those that carry weights on behalf of others, who, who walk a journey alongside a friend. Whether they're in Christ, whether they're not, I, I'm happy just to be a listening in. I'm happy to go down to the, the surf, you know, the surf comp and listen to somebody that's walking through a really tough time and say, you know what, it's going to get better. And I don't have to say, I'm going to pray for you, and I believe Jesus is for you, and he's going to against you, and he sent his son Jesus to die on your behalf. I just go, you know what, it's going to get better. Yeah. Okay, all right, mate, thank you. Great conversation. Can we, have, can we do it again? Can we have a lunch? Can we have a coffee? And, and then I start to get together with these that aren't believers, that know what I do, and go, but I, don't, I kind of don't understand because you build and you do church and you, you doesn't really make sense, and then you like to surf, and your kids are in the surf. It just the, the picture's wrong because the picture's wrong in their head. I should be wearing a dress with a collar and waving incense or something like that, but I'm not. I'm just me. But God wants me to be just me for the plus one, yeah. and you, you for the plus one. I mean, I know I'm being a bit irreverent this morning, but I've had a whole lot of sleep lately. My family's away, so I'm just binge watching Netflix. I'm not really. I'm trying to sleep. Fifth thing is this: the team can come. Why don't you come? Somebody needs to come. Remember the God factor, because He has a strategy. You want to sow seeds into somebody's life? Ask God, who's the one, and what is the way? Because it's not one size fits all. All right, I led somebody to Christ. I told them about Jesus. Now I'll go and do the same again over here. And then I'll go and do the same. It's not like that. It's who's the one, Lord? Who are you bringing across my path? How should I do life with them? How should I show them you? And the cool thing is that I don't know, I don't know what to do, but God does. I don't know what to say, but he does. And by his spirit, he will lead each of us into relationship to help other people. The church isn't for us. The church is the only organization that exists for its non-members. Yeah. If 
I join the surf club, if I go to the golf club, if I join the football club, it's all it's me. And I'm getting entertained and and I'm getting I'm getting filled. I get church exists for its non-members. The doors are flung wide open. And I want to encourage you, allow the doors of your life to be flung wide open. Thanks for listening to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. For more life-changing messages, visit us online at c3noosa.org. If you've been blessed by this message, please consider partnering with us financially to see the work of God continue flourishing in and through C3 Church Noosa. God bless.